0: Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Gracious God, may our hearts be good soil. Prepare them, prune them, and make them yours in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's summertime, and summertime means camp time, right? At least it always did for me growing up. Uh, I grew up going to Luther Ridge, which many of you know about. It's the Lutheran camp just outside of Asheville. And, and so when I was able to, and finally old enough to be a counselor, I did. And I did it the summer after my freshman year in college, and that's when I met my wife Stacy. A- and so the next summer we came back, we did this long distance thing all year long. And so we wanted to get back to camp as soon as possible. And so we went back a week before counselor orientation, which is called Maintenance Week. What Maintenance Week is, is basically you go there and you do a bunch of grunt work to prepare the camp. You clear all the trails out, you, you dust off all of the, the cabins and, and all the bunks in the cabins and make sure everything's ship-shape and, and clean as a whistle. Well, as clean as it can be in the middle of the woods, right? Well, as a reward for this, at the end of the week, they took us out to go whitewater canoeing. Now, if you've never been whitewater canoeing, it's kind of like whitewater rafting on steroids. You feel every bump, every motion, and, and, and everywhere you go. And you have so much more control over what you're doing. So we were going down the French Broad River, and, and we were out there for a couple hours. Of course, Stacy was my partner. She was in the front of the boat. I was in the back of the boat, and it was going great. And then we pulled off so that they could you know, give us a bathroom break, and also so they could give us some instructions on what was to come. So, Stacy went out and watered the plants while I was there listening to instructions. Listening to instructions. So, they told us something like where we were supposed to hold our paddles and how we were supposed to paddle and something, 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 something after that. So, we got in and cast off, and there was a six foot waterfall. Here it comes. So I'm paddling like we're supposed to, and Stacy's paddling like I told them that she told us we're supposed to do, and they're yelling something on the, 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 the shore, you know, and I'm thinking, yeah, hey, here we go, yes, and here we go, and there we went, right over the top and right out of the canoe, and I actually got sucked up under the waterfall and was struggling, struggling, struggling to get out, and the harder I struggled, the, the, the Worse it got until finally I just quit struggling and then it shot me right out. Found the canoe, got in, and then they told us, Why didn't you get on your knees like we said? Stacy said, They told you to get on, that we needed to get on our knees? I guess. Apparently, instructions are only good if you listen to these instructions right? I mean, on this Father's Day, I remember the instructions and advice that my father has given me along the way. I mean, and, and so much of it was good. When I started, he was a pastor too, and so when I started in my first church, he he told me ever so gently, boy, don't you go in there and change everything. It's good advice. and And then, And some of it was not word advice, but just the way he lived his life. I remember when he was a pastor in Orangeburg and the first African-American person to ever really visit the church, wanted to join. And before he left for council that night, he said, if they don't accept her membership, they're going to accept my resignation. I learned there that there are ditches worth dying in so many things that he taught me along the way about all kinds of stuff, about how to be a man, how to, how to be a pastor how to, how to work with money, how to not work with cars well he did teach me everything he knew about cars, he said son you take that to the shop um, but for all of the great advice that he gave, there was so much more that I didn't listen to, I mean Think about all of the pain, all of the heartache that we could have avoided along the way if we'd have just stopped and listened, you know? I mean, it's, it's our, our, we have so many people telling us things, our, our parents, our, our spouse, our siblings, our children, our friends, the media, there's all kinds of information, It. it information, instruction, and advice that's coming at us all over the place. And sometimes we hear it. And we obey it. And things turn out great. But sometimes we just ain't listening. And that's when we struggle, right? I mean, look. We know that this book here is called the Bible, right? It's kind of important to our faith, yeah? But... How many of us know what's inside of it? Oh, we may know a story here or there, right? But we do know that it's filled with all kinds of instruction and advice. But do we listen to it? I mean, because if we did, wouldn't it have much more of an impact on our lives? If we did listen to what the Word says, wouldn't it change who we are? Wouldn't we treat people differently? Wouldn't we react to to, to events and situations differently? Wouldn't we think about the world around us differently? I mean, it's filled with all kinds of instruction and advice. But sometimes we just don't listen. That's ultimately what today's gospel reading is about. Jesus, this is early in Mark, and Jesus had already gathered a great following, so much so that when they came to him on the shore, he got into a boat and and went off a little way so he could teach them from there. And they were all on on the shore as he taught. And so he taught them in parables. Great little stories with with meaning. And so the first parable he teaches them in the Gospel of Mark was this one. He said, a sower went out to sow. And he scattered, field, he scattered seed all over the place. On the, on the path, on the rocky ground, on the, on the, in, among the thorns, and, and in the field. And then he said, here's what happened. You know, with, with the stuff that was on the path, well, the birds came and quickly ate it up and it was gone. And then, And then that was... On the, on the rocky ground, well, some of it sprang up, but it quickly got hit by the, the scorching sun and, and the heat, and it died off quickly. But then the, the stuff that was in the thorns, it grew up, but the thorns choked it out and didn't produce any fruit. But the seed that was on the good soil, well, it produced some 30, some thick, 60, some 100-fold. A little bit later, his disciples and some other folks that were following, they, they had him off to themselves and they were like, dude, we just don't, we're, we really don't get what you just said. Can you explain it to us? And so he did. And this is what Jesus said. He said, so the seed that was thrown on the path is like those who hear the word, but the devil quickly comes and snatches the word away from them. And those that the seed that was on the rocky ground, well, that's like those who hear the word and they, they hear it with great joy and it springs up quick. But then the troubles of the world and tribulations that they face, well, they pretty much kill it. And then the seed that's thrown among the thorns, well, people hear it and they receive it. But then the, the lures of the world and, and all of the other stuff distracts them and, and, and they find that more important. And so it chokes out the word. But those who hear and accept the word are like those on the good soil. They're the ones that produce fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. So you see, this parable is all about Listening. In fact, it says the word listen or hear seven times in these 20 verses. It starts out by saying, listen, those of you who with ears, listen, listen to this. And in fact, Jesus tells another parable after this one, and at the end of that one, he says the same thing again, listen, and that's our problem, we don't listen. The reason that we actually have the text this Sunday, as many of you know, we follow a lectionary. Every three years it rotates around, but sometimes there's a special day that gets thrown in there that we use a different text. Well, we actually got a letter from our Senate office urging us to use a different text for this Sunday because in 2019, uh, the ELCA passed a resolution that June the 17th, which is, this is the 19th, but June the 17th would be the commemoration of a day of remembrance and repentance for the martyrs of the Emmanuel Nine. In case you don't know what I'm talking about, on June 17, 2015, uh, while sitting in a Bible study at Mother Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, a young man came in and joined the Bible study. It was a little strange because he was lily white in this all black congregation, but they welcomed him all the same. And the text that they were learning was Mark chapter 4, verses 1 to 20, which is our text for today. And they went through the Bible study and he challenged some of the things and, and was participating. And then at the end, as they prayed, the young man stood up, killed nine of them. Nine of the 13 were dead. Now, you may wonder why in the world we we are commemorating this day in a Lutheran church. Well, it's because we have some connections. First of all, the two pastors that were in the room are both graduates of Lutheran Theological Southern Seminary, the same place that Deacon Deborah and I graduated from. The second is that the shooter is one of us. Member of an ELCA congregation in Columbia and roof one of us and so as you look at this text you see great examples of it playing out you see how these people in the Bible study welcomed an outsider and received them you heard of their families after it was all over offering forgiveness to this young man this my friends is the good soil this is what we all strive for isn't it But then we hear about Dylan Roof, and again, grew up in the Lutheran Church. I know his pastor. He was my internship supervisor. He's a great pastor. I know that young man heard the word of God, but he didn't listen. He didn't let it impact his life. He didn't hear what the word says. This past Friday, there was a nationwide Bible study at Mother Emanuel. It was actually on C SPAN. And it was about this, this very text. And because of that, they're having a year long Bible study, inviting us all, with the theme, What Kind of Soil Are You? Because the reality is, my friends, you and I are every one of those kinds of soils at certain times in our lives, are we not? There are some times when the the word is proclaimed and we don't hear it at all. It doesn't impact us. It doesn't change us. Nothing. And then there are times that we hear the word and it makes our hearts sing and we're so excited. Yay, Jesus, it's great. And as soon as trouble hits, as soon as something happens that we don't like, we forget all about it. And then there's so much of the time when, when that, that word is planted in our lives and there's so much other stuff going on, right? We're so busy. We have this and that and, you know, we, we, we need to make money. We got to take care of our family. We got to do this over here or that over there. And we don't produce any fruit. But then there are those times. There are those times that we hear it and we listen. and It changes us. And so, my friends, I ask you today, what kind of soil are you? And how can we be that good soil? Well, the truth is, it's all about listening, right? But in order to listen, you got to be there to hear. So the first step in this is to show up and listen. Be right where you are right now. Now, it doesn't have to be here. We also worship online. But however it is, whenever it is, wherever it is, come and listen. Listen to the word proclaimed. Listen to the word proclaimed in church. Listen to the word proclaimed in Bible study. Listen to the word proclaimed in Sunday school. Listen to the word proclaimed as you talk to your friends. Listen to the word proclaimed. And the second step is actually crack open that book and read it. It's not that hard. Now the truth is though, when it comes to reading scripture, there's a a few hints that, that you need to be aware of. First of all, people often ask me, what kind of Bible should I get? What kind of Bible should I read? And the answer I give is, the one you will actually read. Some of you are old enough to remember King James Version of the Bible back in the day. I'm not one of those people. I can sit there for hours trying to read a page and not understand what it says because I don't understand the English that's there much less the meaning. There are some that like it in more story form. They got that too. There's Bibles that have all kinds of questions and answers on the side. It doesn't matter. Whatever kind of Bible you get, just make sure it's one that you read. But read it. Read it and listen. And allow the Word of God to challenge you. Allow the Word of God to change you. Allow the Word of God to bloom in your heart so that you too will produce fruit. See, brothers and sisters, we have a God who scatters seed everywhere. That's how much God loves us. God knows that we ain't always listening. God knows that sometimes we get so excited and stuff burns out. God knows that sometimes we let the world choke out the word that we've heard. And God knows that we are also good soil. And God loves us anyway. So let's grow. Let's bloom. Let's be the good soil that lets that word grow and our fruit produce 30, 60, and 100 fold. Amen.